This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. This episode is brought to you by Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express Card. And we here on Savor are what you might call food explorers. It has been our actual job to go to cool places and eat, like, a lot of the food there. And then talk about it. And then talk about it into these microphones, which is a crazy dream job. Yes. Well, if you're like us and willing to travel to seek out new foods to try, you go with the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. It's for people like us who are in search of the next food adventure. If you travel, you know. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hello and welcome to Food Stuff. I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And I'm Annie Reese. And today today we're testing out a new segment. Yeah. We're calling it Fictional Foods. Mm-hmm. Or in this case, Fictional Drinks, because we're going to be talking about butterbeer. And I guess in this case it's a semi-fictional drink. I know. That's one of the most interesting things about this one. It's hopped from the page to your mouth. It's made the transition from fiction <laughs> to reality. It's like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but a beverage. Yeah. Or I, I said Pinocchio. Like, no. I'm a real drink now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, for those of you who don't know, oh. I know, it could oh. be. Butterbeer is a drink from the Harry Potter series. Mm-hmm. There actually isn't much description as to the taste in the books themselves. But when asked about the taste, author J.K. Rowling told Bon Appetit magazine in 2002, I made it up. I imagine it to taste a little bit like less sickly butterscotch. It first appeared in the third book in the series, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. After Harry tries it for the first time at the Three Broomsticks, he describes it as the most delicious thing he'd ever tasted and seemed to heat every bit of him from the inside. Huh. That's a very, uh, (laughs) that's a lot to live up to. Right. Yeah. Oh, no wonder people are so obsessed with it. I know. And it pops up in every book after that. Uh-huh. It can be served in hot, hot in mugs or cold in bottles. 
They cost two sickles, which of course we all know to be about 60 pence. I think Mr. Weasley doesn't know about that. I think he'd have, I think he'd have tr- trouble with the conversion rate. That's true. It's a little bit less than, a, than an American dollar, by the way. Yes. And they were available for purchase at pubs like the Three Broomsticks or the Hogshead. The book implies you can't get them at Hogwarts, which I find very interesting, apart from special occasions like the Yule Ball. Dean and Seamus discuss buying some on the black market post-exams. And, of course, you could probably always count on the Weasley twins to hook you up. Of course. Yeah. And one of the interesting things about Butterbeer and maybe why it wasn't available at Hogwarts was this kind of debate around uh, whether or not there's alcohol in it. Yeah, because it's got the name beer Yeah, in the name. Uh-huh. But no one ever says anything about whether it's alcoholic. No, and the consensus seems to be that it's maybe mildly alcoholic, it, it, like enough to get a house elf like Winky drunk. If she, uh, for those of you that don't know, she got very drunk a lot in the Goblet of Fire mm-hmm. on Butterbeer, or like a lightweight like Hermione. That's supposedly the joke that she had a Butterbeer and got and got tipsy. Yeah, yeah. In the sixth book, Half-Blood Prince, Harry wonders what Ron and Hermione might do, quote, under the influence of Butterbeer. Oh. Yeah. And in the sixth movie, Emma Watson, the actress who played Hermione, certainly acted tipsy after having a Butterbeer. I remember that being a bigger deal than I thought it should have been. But anyway, I've always thought it was more of a happy feeling that it gave you. Oh, uh-huh. As opposed to being, like, alcohol like, drunk. Like drunk, just like like magical, like a... yeah. Like, it's just making you happy. Sort of like Felix Felicius. Oh, okay. Which is the luck potion. Uh-huh. Uh, um, and that the chemistry of a house elf reacted differently to it. Perhaps I've said too much. I'm a really big Harry Potter fan, <laughs> if people haven't uh, surmised that already. I think you are wearing Hufflepuff colors right now. <laughs> but I'm in Gryffindor, oh. according to Pottermore, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Hufflepuff. Oh, I love Hufflepuff, though. Yeah. Oh, no, it's, it's, a great, it's a great one to be. I'm not ashamed of it. Hufflepuff pride, y'all. Badge of honor. Uh-huh. Right? It's a, it's a pun, but I won't oh, explain it. Oh, I, oh, goodness. <laughs> so that's the kind of a brief, like, outline of its it's life. It's fictional life. It's fictional life. Uh, but it, but it's actually, it could be argued. I'm not sure whether Rowling had this idea or not, but, um, but there is a history of buttered beer concoctions mm-hmm. in England. And we'll start talking about that right after a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. This episode is brought to you by Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express Card. And we are what you might call food explorers. We are so lucky that a part of our job 
involves traveling and trying a lot of the food where we go to travel and then coming back here and telling all of you good listeners about it. And through that, we have discovered some amazing dishes. Sure, yes. Like, I had never understood what poke really could be, and it is delightful. It is stunningly good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which we had a lot of on our trip to Hawaii. Uh, another thing from their passion fruit I now look for in literally every menu that I read. I'm like, yep, that one has passion fruit. Going for it. And then all of the moles, and especially the green mole that you heard us talk about recently that we had from in Las Vegas. In Vegas, yeah. Oh, or just steak basements. Who doesn't love a steak basement? Exactly. <laughs> well, um, if you are like us and you're willing to travel to seek out new foods to try, you go with the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. It's for people who, like us, are in search of the next food adventure. If you travel, you know. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&Ms, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So, so yes, there is something of a historical basis for butterbeer. Or at least for a lightly alcoholic beer-based beverage that is creamy and spiced. And we start this conversation with a medieval English drink called a caudle. C-A-U-D-L-E. This was a drink served warm, made with wine or beer that was gently boiled, uh, thickened with egg or cream or oatmeal, sweetened with honey or sugar, and seasoned with stuff like a, like nutmeg, cloves, anise, saffron, allspice, cinnamon, mace, and or ginger. Wow. And it goes all the way back to the 12 or 1300s and was popular up through the 1600s as a kind of get better brew. Um, it was served to folks who were bedridden, you know, sick in childbirth or, you know, kind of old. Uh, <laughs> one, one of the recipes is like, give this to your old dude. Just your old dude that yep. you've got hidden in the closet. Yep. Okay. I think it was like an old man, but the implication. I yes. Anyway. <laughs> uh, it was also recommended as a sleepy time drink oh. and coddle is where we get the term coddle, as in to treat gently, C-O-D-D-L-E. Etymologists think that by the 1600s, coddle, that the drink, had taken on an expanded meaning of gently boiling any kind of stuff, oh. or, or the, the word C-A-U-D-L-E had taken on. 
this expanded meaning. Um, and in 1815, Jane Austen used it in the in the modern sense to coddle, to to treat uh, gently in the book Emma, which was the first time that it appeared as such in print. Oh wow! Yeah. You never know where an episode will take you, I tell you. I know. I, yeah, Jane Austen is not what I thought I would be talking about here. There was even specific drinkware for your coddle <laughs> called coddle cups. Coddle cups. Coddle cups. Uh, these looked like teacups, but usually had two handles, you know, the better for the infirm to grip it with, mm-hmm. and often came with lids. Um, classy folks had these highly decorated, like painted, gilded versions in their tea sets. Of course they did. The coddle was poeticized by Shakespeare in Henry VI, Part Two, in which the rebel Jack Cade threatens to hang the Lord High Treasurer. The Lord High Treasurer has just said that he's sick and tired of considering the poor. And Cade says, you shall have a hempen coddle then and the help of hatchet. Ooh. Zing. Yeah. Oh, Shakespeare, I love you. Anyway. By the late 1500s, coddle was sometimes called buttered beer due to its butter content. There's a recipe in The Good Housewife's Handmaid for the Kitchen from 1594, which was written by a dude, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and the recipe, the recipe goes like this, and I'm not going to do the voice, but, but imagine that I'm doing this in a very silly old English voice. I think we can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Take three pints of beer, put five yolks of eggs to it, strain them together, and set it in a pewter pot to the fire, and put it to half a pound of sugar, one pennyworth of nutmegs beaten, one pennyworth of cloves beaten, and a half a pennyworth of ginger beaten, and when it is all in, take another pewter pot and brew them together, and set it to the fire again, and when it is ready to boil, take it from the fire, and put a dish of sweet butter into it, and brew them together, out of one pot, into the other." So, <laughs> slight tangent, but half penny. So the, is that like a? That's how much you would spend on it. That's, that's what I'm guessing. Measured. That's the measurement things? of. Oh, which wow. seems really inconvenient for translating recipes for later. Yeah. Uh, anyway. But but I guess you could kind of guess how much that would be. Right. Like like oh, this seems like enough nutmeg. Plump. The end result of this beer and egg and uh, spicy stuff, and especially the sloshing it back and forth between different pots, the end result is is a foamy and warm and probably tasted like like pie spice, basically. Um, it's sort of the boozy pumpkin latte version of bulletproof coffee. Oh. If you can imagine that. I think I can, yeah. Sure. And and this is essentially the recipe that's persisted through the ages. It, it surged in popularity again in Victorian times and is generally related to the posset, which is a warm milk and beer and or wine beverage. Um, although possets were more for, for general consumption or winter holiday consumption, I think that this coddle was, was really, re- really was seen as a curative. So that is possibly where J.K. Rowling <laughs> got the idea or inspiration for butterbeer? Perhaps. Perhaps. But either way, it did make the leap into our world, the real world. And we'll talk more about that after a quick break from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. 
And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. This episode is brought to you by Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card. And we are what you might call food explorers. We are so lucky that a part of our job involves traveling and trying a lot of the food where we go to travel and then coming back here and telling all of you good listeners about it. And through that, we have discovered some amazing dishes. Sure, yes. Like, I had never understood what poke really could be, and it is delightful. It is stunningly good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which we had a lot of on our trip to Hawaii. Uh, Another thing from their passion fruit I now look for in literally every menu that I read. I'm like, yep, that one has passion fruit. Going for it. And then all of the moles, and especially the green mole that you heard us talk about recently that we had in Las Vegas. In Vegas, yeah. Oh, or just steak basements. Who doesn't love a steak basement? Exactly. (laughs) Well, um, if you are like us and you're willing to travel to seek out new foods to try, you go with the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. It's for people who, like us, are in search of the next food adventure. If you travel, you know. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Mm -hmm. So, as we said at the top, this is one thing that makes butterbeer as a fictional food very interesting. It's both fictional and real now. Don't think about it too hard. (sighs) First and most (sighs) obviously... You can buy Butterbeer at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter Studios. They have locations in Orlando, Los Angeles, and Tokyo, and at the Harry Potter Studio Tour just outside of London. I will say I've been to all of those but Tokyo, and I'm going to fix that this year. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I haven't been to any of them. I'm so far behind. Field trip. Yeah. So Universal chefs, including Universal's corporate executive chef, Steve Jason, embarked on the monumental task of bringing this, quote, most delicious drink to life. <laughs> I mean, I'd be very intimidated. Right. In the oh. summer of 2008. 
They visited J.K. Rowling and places that inspired Harry Potter. They asked her questions about what it tasted like. To me, that sounds like an awesome trip. Yeah. From this, they determined that the drink should taste smooth, with the main flavors being similar to that of shortbread and butterscotch. Okay. Yeah. They wanted it to resemble beer, but not be alcoholic. For perhaps obvious reasons. Yeah. Mostly kids. Children are sometimes fans of the Harry Potter series, in addition to children at heart, like us. Oh, that's very kind. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) We all thank you, Lauren. (laughs) It also had to not contain any allergens and or dairy so that those who had any allergies or were lactose intolerant could enjoy it. Basically, they wanted it to be available to everyone. And this means that there's no butter or beer in butterbeer. Hmm. Yeah. They also wanted it to have less calories than a 12-ounce can of soda. And J.K. Rowling insisted it be made with real sugar. How? Because she thought that high-fructose corn syrup, rightfully or not, was going to become the next ingredient people went out of their way to avoid. Oh, very savvy. Yeah, pretty pretty much. And just FYI, a 14-ounce serving of butterbeer has 200 calories and 29 grams of sugar, which... Which is a little bit lower. I would have guessed way more. Than a can of Coke, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Does does it taste much sweeter than that? It tastes very sweet. Hmm. It is delicious. (laughs) I have a recipe. I'm going to make it so that Lauren can try it. Oh, oh, awesome. Yes. Okay. With all of this in mind, Jason and his team experimented for three months, coming up with something like 16 recipes. The higher-ups at Universal tentatively approved one of them. And then came the real test. They had to go get the approval of the author. Oh. I know. Oh, no. Yeah. So the Oh, that's a less fun trip. So the team packed up the ingredients and hopped on a flight to Edinburgh. And funny aside, according to head of Universal Creative, Mark Woodbury, getting through the Department of Homeland Security was a bit of a challenge. Ah. Yeah, I can see that. Mm -hmm. The crew rented a kitchen space from an Edinburgh hotel They whipped up the five recipes, including the executive-approved one, and they had their fingers crossed that J.K. Rowling would go for it. But then they let her sample them. I would have been so terrified. She tried each one, and when she arrived to the one they wanted her to pick, she smiled and said, yes, chef, that's it. Oh, sweet relief. Oh, Oh, did it. Had to. Sweet relief. I know. The recipe is the culinary version of classified. They make it on site, and only those that need to know how to make it know how to make it. Wow. Chef Jason has said Universal, quote, implanted special security procedures in order to protect the recipe. Implanted? Implanted. It's kind of like Coca-Cola. Like in him? Or like... Oh, who knows? Who knows how deep (laughs) this goes? And, of course, folks have tried to smuggle a butterbeer out of the park to figure out what's in it. But to their surprise, the drink loses um, – it has this really smooth consistency. Hmm. It has um, two parts, the foam topping and the body. And when people take it out of the park, they'd find that it would blend together oh. within 30 minutes. And it would become a much less palatable drink. Huh. Almost like magic. Oh, when they pour it, even, there's uh, two steps to pouring it. You pour the liquid body, and then there's another, like, spout 
mm-hmm. for the foam topping. And okay. you're not allowed to order it without the foam because what? they claim it's part of the experience and trademarked. Oh. Yeah. And this has led to at least one petition created by someone worried about cross-contamination when it comes to the topping because they guarantee there is no lacto or any kind of allergen in there. Mm -hmm. But people are worried that maybe there's kind of like when a a label has to say it's made in a a factory that manufactures peanuts. Oh. Something uh like that. Yeah. But to the state, they have not released any, any hint. Of the recipe or uh, lifted, yeah, you have to get the topping. And uh, the topping is generally everyone's favorite part. I'll yeah. Throw that out there. Hmm. <laughs> yes. Uh, you can order the drink hot, cold, frozen in ice cream form, fudge form, and potted cream form. I'm partial to the frozen one, but the ice cream is amazing. It's hugely popular. It's Equally as popular as they are in the books, you might say. Yeah, when the the data the data on this really blew my mind. It's insane. Yeah, when the park first opened in June 2010, Chef Jason said we found out very very quickly when we opened that Butterbeer was definitely an overnight home run. Less than a year later, in January 2011, Islands of Adventure, where the Harry Potter theme park was located. Celebrated selling its millionth butterbeer <laughs> less than a year. And by December 2012, that number was five million. Oh my goodness. Yeah. They, they, by the way, when they hit these benchmarks, they throw these really big parties and they give away free butterbeer. Oh. Or at least I think it's free. I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, there's butterbeer, a lot of butterbeer drinking to be had. <laughs> um, and I couldn't find any specific numbers, but according to Industry pros, theme parks probably make around 30% of their profits from concessions. Huffington Post wrote that they sell tens of thousands of mugs of butterbeer a day. You can also get it in these souvenir mugs. Oh, cute. And on opening day, 38,000 people waited in line to get into the park. And the people at the park couldn't keep up with butterbeer demand. So they rolled out. It comes in these huge barrels. They rolled it out into the main street and sold it for cash only. Some folks waited up to six hours. Oh, my goodness. For butterbeer. They sold thousands of them that way in the first day. Huh. Yeah. And according to surveys conducted at the resort, it has the highest, quote, guest satisfier rating. Uh, it's the number one thing people want to do when visiting the park. Order a butterbeer. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. And on a personal note, the first time I visited, the lines for butterbeer were about as long as the ones for the attractions. It. Wow. Yeah, I, I was like, what's happening? What, what's going on? Yeah, what, what are they waiting for? It's just the lines sneaking butterbeer. around. Yeah. Wow. See, that's it, – it's a thing that I thought, like, because I haven't, I haven't been to the park, and, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, if I go to the park, like, am I going to get one? I don't really like sugary drinks, so, like, is it worth it if to, like, spend, like, $20? I mean, I'm sure it's not $20, like, however much money. I'm sure they're expensive. It's Everything like in those parks are a little bit bucks. pricey. Sure, yeah. Like, is it worth is, – is a soda worth $7? Yes. Huh. Just oh. to, at least once. At least once. Um, And then you can – make your own. But they've been very smart marketing it because they protected it so well. Mm -hmm. And then you can get it in all these different ways. So you're like, well, I got to try the hot one. I've got to try the frozen one. I got to try all of them. I have to have the souvenir mug. Yeah. um, And I don't generally like sweet drinks either. Lauren and I were discussing this before, but 
something about it is is kind of refreshing. It's almost like I don't know, like that first sip of Coke has that bite. Ah, uh, yeah. It's almost like that. I don't know. It's very good, and I would recommend trying it at least once. The price is high, but one time. But the rewards are worth worth it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Butterbeer, of course, is not the only food from the Harry Potter universe to have undergone this magical transition into reality. Nope. Far um, from it. Yeah, no, no, no. You've got you've got chocolate frogs, cauldron cakes, fever fudge, chocolate wands, peppermint mice. Uh, they don't move in the real world that I'm personally aware of. And, of course, the notorious Birdie Bots Every Flavor Beans. Oh, yeah. Which I've had a few experiences with. I have as well. It's kind of like playing Russian roulette with jelly beans. There's... There's a there's a game that Birdie Bots has that that's it's it's not like a full board game but but they have these boxes of beans that that come in come in pairs mm-hmm. and within each pair there's one like normal flavor and one terrifying flavor <laughs> but they look identical. Oh my god. So it's like coconut or spoiled milk. You don't know until you put it in your mouth. <laughs> and it's the idea you play it with a friend and like yeah. see who gets the bad one. Yeah. That I mean <laughs> that uh Ben Ben Bolin of car stuff and stuff they don't want you to know and I have a a, a live a Facebook live snack related show which basically is our excuse to eat on camera when I'm not doing food stuff very weird things but of all the very strange things that I've consumed on that show like a number of different preparations of insects um canned meat from around the world there were some durian pastries of all of that stuff the spoiled milk birdie bots every flavor bean was the only thing that's ever made me gag. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I like spit it out immediately. I was like, nope. Wow. So good job. Good so job, Birdie Bots. Yeah, they, they really did. <laughs> well, awesome. I, the one that got me was horseradish, which I, is strange oh. because I love horseradish, but I think that amount, that concentration, oh. it was too much. I've tried all the flavors, like grass, vomit, but it's the horseradish. Huh. That really did me in. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. They're, I mean, they have whole shops that's just food, mostly like candy type things sure. that they've made. They've brought to life. That's so cute. Yeah. Uh, it's the packaging is on point as well. They, they really did a good job with design. Apart from that, the totally legal universal version, there are a couple of real world versions of butterbeer that exist in a, a gray area. When I started researching butterbeer, I was almost instantly derailed by the discovery of the Starbucks secret menu, which has a butterbeer frappuccino. It's not so much a secret menu as much as like stuff that you can order at Starbucks, like if you tell them how to make it. Yeah. Like if you go up to a counter and like, one butterbeer, please, they'll probably be like, what do you want me to put in the cup, <laughs> sir and or madam? Uh, so, so yeah, so if you want to order it, uh, just memorize the drinks ingredients and, and list them for your barista because they will put more or less anything you want into a cup and let you drink it. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, they might not know what a butterbeer is. Um, the internet recommends for a butterbeer, uh, a cream frappuccino base with a couple pumps each of caramel and toffee nut syrup, maybe some cinnamon dulce syrup too. Uh, and you can do the same thing with a whole milk steamer as a base as well if you want the hot version. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons we're doing this episode now is, one, Harry Potter Day is July 31st. Don't know when you're listening to this, but around this time is when it first came out. And mm-hmm. also Dragon Con is coming up, which is a big convention in Atlanta yeah, uh, where people dress up and the whole thing. Anyway, the Starbucks in Atlanta always do nerd-themed drinks. 
And a couple of years ago, it was better beer. I remember. Oh, cute. Yeah. That's fun. I always try to try them and they're always way too sweet, but I, I'm like, well, <laughs> I guess I'll try this thing. Supporting my local nerd economy. Right. right. <laughs> um, another thing that you can buy in the real world is Madame Ambrosia's Magical Menagerie. Um, I've never run into this, but she appears at conventions and sells butterbeer truffles. Apparently delicious. And she says it's her number one selling product, usually sold out in 20 minutes. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yingling has a butterbeer ice cream, but they maintain it has nothing to do with Harry Potter. Absolutely nothing. No, 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 no. Zero. Nothing. Not a thing. From their website, <laughs> quote, the Butterbeer ice cream product of Yingling's Ice Cream Corporation is derived from a centuries-old British recipe for buttered beer or ale, and this product name is not intended to suggest any relationship with or sponsorship by Warner Brothers Entertainment Incorporated and the J.K. Rowling Harry Potter characters or themes. We're all very sure. Yeah. Oh, I believe you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yingling's president filed documents to trademark Butterbeer ice cream in 2016, but he went on ahead without waiting for approval. Uh, <laughs> so the legal fight of Warner Brothers could and probably will descend upon him at any minute. And yes, it's the same Yingling that makes beer. Uh, the Yingling family, yes, that Yingling, uh, started an ice cream arm during Prohibition. Well, we'll see. I, I haven't seen their ice cream in stores, but um, I think it might be it might be a, a, a regional um, northeastern oh, kind that of thing. Makes sense. Well, yeah. if anyone's run into it, yeah, let us know. Yeah, and of course, you can make it at home. Yeah, on the simpler end of the butterbeer spectrum, you pretty much just need cream soda and butterscotch syrup. I used to blend mine together, and then. I used to freeze it, excuse me, and then blend it. So I'd have the frozen version, which I said is my favorite. And I, I'd go without the topping because it is complicated. And some of the more difficult recipes involve things like marshmallow cream and rum extract. Hmm. Speaking of rum, there are plenty of alcoholic recipes available. Oh, yes. And speaking of marshmallow cream, that's what you usually use to make the topping. Oh. The, the consistency is just difficult. To get right? Yeah. Oh. But it... Like I said, huh. it's most people's favorite part, so it's worth it's worth giving a try. There's, I mean, so many recipes if you search online, you'll you'll find something. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's butterbeer. That's the wonderful world of butterbeer. Yeah, that's the end of our first fictional foods segment, and brings us to some listener mail. Yes, Hannah wrote in about our honey episodes. She says, I had a hive in college, and the queen candy that kept my queen in her separate vial was nothing other than a gummy bear. <laughs> yes. That's so cute. I know. It takes her quite a while to eat her way through it, giving the beekeeper enough time to place her in the hive after her journey. If she escapes or doesn't take to the hive, the entire colony will follow her, and you will be a very sad, beeless beekeeper. Oh, no. Yeah. Another fun fact, smoking a hive works in two ways. First, it masks warning pheromones that are released by special security bees. Okay. Second, the rest of the colony thinks there's a fire. They eat as much as the honey as they can to take with them in case they have to evacuate the hive. Their bellies are so full of honey they become sluggish and can't lift their stingers. Bee food comas are a very real thing. Yeah. That's that's just really sweet. I know. Oh, 
<laughs> Something we share with bees. Yes. Food comas. Food comas. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Katie wrote in response to our apple pie episode, I recently listened to your episode on apple pie and felt it was my duty as an Ohio University alumna to let you know a tiny bit more about a man you mentioned. Rufus Putnam might not be as legendary as Johnny Appleseed, but he does have two college mascots named after him. Ohio University's Rufus the Bobcat and Marietta College's Putnam the Pio. Mm-hmm. And I would recommend searching photos out for this because uh, they are delightful. They really are. I personally, I've gotten a real kick out of um, college mascots, just mascots in general. I used to edit Step to Blow Your Mind, and a fan wrote into them about how their college mascot was a pretzel. <laughs> I uh, I love it. That's so funny and great because I, I don't know what. <laughs> How do you do with the? What's your cheer? What's what kind of dances does it do? I don't know. It's great. <laughs> so thank you so much to both of them for writing us, and you too can write us. Yes, we have an email at foodstuff at howstuffworks dot com, and if you have any ideas for fictional foods for future segments. Oh yeah, let us know. Yeah, nothing nothing's too geeky or obscure. Um uh you can you can also send us messages on our social media sites. We're on Twitter and Facebook at Foodstuff HSW and we're on Instagram at Foodstuff. We'd love to hear from you and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable.